Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast, baseball family. For those of you new to the show, we are here to raise money for the nonprofit organization Called Up, whose mission is to give disadvantaged young ballplayers the equipment they need to play the game we all love. We also want to unite communities by improving or rebuilding baseball facilities in areas suffering economic or environmental hardship. At this time, you can support by purchasing t-shirts and other baseball-related apparel and accessories from 9plusus.com. 10% of all these sales go to the cause. Again, that's 9plusus.com. The number 9, P-L-U-S-U-S dot com. 9plusus.com. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Baseball Together podcast brought to you by 9plusus. Welcome back to the Baseball Together podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brig, and as always, I'm joined by Brad. Yep, I'm here. As always, I am here. Today, we are talking playoff baseball, and since it's October, we have to absolve ourselves of some deadline or some timeline issues. It is currently Friday, October 11th at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern. <laughs> so, yes. so we know that the uh, the NLCS starts right now, and uh, middle and of the first be, inning as we speak. Yeah, so we're going to be watching this this game. As we're going to be keeping up with the scores while we go ahead and record this, and. Uh, so we can't speak, even though this is coming out Monday. We're not going to be able to speak to the full NLCS Game 1. Um, the ALCS Game 1 and the NLCS Game 2 will all happen by Monday morning. So we apologize yeah, for every, that. Everybody will be through Game 2 by the time this comes out. So Oh, yeah, that's right. They will all go through Game 2. So we realize that, but we don't have our crystal balls out today. So, But there's so much to talk about. There is. There is so much to talk about already. So I'm not worried about it. Not too no, worried No, we got to get it. into it. Yeah, got to get into it. Exactly. So first, let's start off. Um, let's talk about the LDSs, the division series, because there were those were some good series. <laughs> oh, just <laughs> this is great. A whole lot of fun. Three game fives, and the Yankees just ran the Twins right off the map. Oh, my so. gosh, dude. It was crazy. That was crazy. I couldn't believe that. And you know, I, I was, I wondered all season how the Twins would actually do in the postseason. Like, okay, yeah, you can hit the cover off the ball, but how's your pitching? Yeah, it turns out not that great. Yeah, it was pretty sorry. Um, yeah, it, it was. It was ugly. It was ugly. It was. And you know what? Can I tell you? Let me just get on my high horse. My high horse for a minute. Do it. And say that the Yankees played small ball the whole series. Yes, they did. And that's what Brad and I keep saying, is that you ha- the way to win championships is to play small ball. And that's what's going on. That's what mm-hmm. St. Louis did. That's what New York did. 
that's what <laughs> everybody is winning with small ball, and it's like, yep. duh. Anyway, it's very well, how exciting. How about this? So let's let's transition real quick because I don't I don't feel like there's a whole lot to say about that series other than the Yankees blew out the Twins by playing small ball. Let's totally. go real quick to the Cardinals and Braves. Yes, um, I'm going to get a little bit ahead of myself here, but I, I really want to hammer home this point about small ball. So the Cardinals, spoiler alert for anybody who doesn't know, <laughs> a week after it happened, <laughs> uh, the yep. Cardinals won Game Five, thirteen to one, and they did not hit a single home run. Not one. The only home run hit in the game was by Josh Donaldson. Solo yep. home run. So we we said it back in, what, August? You can win it, maybe even July, you can win a division with home runs, but it doesn't yeah. seem like you can win a World Series with home runs. That's right. Yep. So the way that first inning went, and I don't have the breakdown in front of me, so just bear with me here, but it was, it was a bunt. Um, a walk, or no, it was a walk, it was a, a walk, bunt, sack bunt. That's right, a walk, a bunt, an intentional walk. Um, here, I, I've, got hit. It. I've got it right here. <laughs> okay, so it was a walk, a sack bunt, infield single by Goldschmidt, single to right, um, fielding error, uh, yeah. walk, a double. There's the intentional walk by DeYoung. Um, pitching change, walk, double, double, um, sack fly to advance a runner, and then a strikeout. But Ozuna reached first on that strikeout because yeah, dropped third got strike. From, yeah, got away from him, and then and Wong scored on that one, and then uh, Yadi Molina grounded out to end the inning. Yep. Uh, if that's not case in point, I don't know what is. Yeah, oh, for real. It it it's definitely possible to win with small ball, and the thing that's crazy is that's that's so not the belief right now. I was listening to the Statcast. I like to call it the Nerdcast. The Nerdcast, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Nerdcast for I can't remember which game it was. Um, but one of the guys when he's one of the ESPN guys, he's saying, um, he's breaking down all the home runs and everything. He's like, home runs are clearly the more efficient way to score. It yeah, was the athletics game you're guaranteed to score. Oh, it was, yeah. It was the game in yeah. Oakland, yeah. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was the Rays and A's. He's like, home runs are clearly the more efficient way to score. It's like, yeah, it's efficient, but it's not effective. Yep. Right? Because you can't just plan on a guy walking up there and hitting a three-run home run <laughs> or even a solo home run when you need one. <laughs> oh, my you know? gosh. That um, it came down to with even the Dodgers, who's another hard-hitting team with mediocre pitching. Yep. They needed a grand slam to stay in it. The the Twins needed a grand slam to extend that series. Yep. And they were set up perfectly at a three-run home run to get within it because they had two guys on, two outs, and Nelson Cruz comes up. But he's one of the highest, one of the guys in the league with the highest uh, strikeout rate. So, you know, it's kind of like either he's he's going to strike out or he's going to hit a home run, which is sort of the way it goes now. Yeah, But a the lot teams of that are actually putting the ball in play, those are the ones that are winning in the postseason. That's right. That's exactly right. That's what we've been saying. Yeah. It feels good I'm is like, what it did. That's it does the reason is it feels good. That's why we're so excited about it. <laughs> so, okay. We're going to walk around here and toot our little horns. Yeah, I'm tooting away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like that English bulldog. So, <laughs> so, I have to tell you, this is a funny story. When we were watching the Braves cards game in the hospital with uh, Tiffany had surgery on Tuesday morning. 
and on mm-hmm. Wednesday evening we were watching the game and I think I saw one run score or something and a nurse came in and we were talking to her and I said and they brought in her food they they brought in Tiff's food tray and I said well, okay well, I'm going to run down to the food court and get myself a bite to eat and I'll be right back and it was like one to nothing not a big deal top of the yeah. first by the time I get back it was nine nothing <laughs> I was like, I'd, seriously, I'd been gone for like seven minutes or something like that. Eight minutes. And I was like, what like the freak happened? I look over at my wife and she is slack jaw, mouth agape. Her eyes are wide. She's like, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> I couldn't even explain it to you if I wanted to. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. Well, there was a snowball. It started down the hill. It got out of control. And now here we are, nine to nothing. Well, you left. So it was really funny. <laughs> that she is was funny. shocked. I can't imagine that coming back, especially in a baseball game. The first inning. The first I know. inning. I thought I was safe. I was Come like, back. nah, it's fine. I'll just go get some food. I'll be right back. That's Holy right. cow. So while we're on the Cardinals and Braves, um, let's talk about the Braves for a minute. I want to go through each team and talk about kind of what their future looks like, what went wrong for yeah. them in their in their respective series, why they're eliminated. Um, what Brig, you're more familiar with the Braves than I am. What do you think went on with the Braves in this series against the Cardinals? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no idea, honestly, because um, other than, I mean, they appeared somewhat lackluster at the beginning. And you know what? The first inning, it's like a lot of games start out a little slow in the first inning, right? It's almost like, let's get the, let's record the first side. Let's get the first inning completely out of the way. And everybody's kind of warmed up and ready to go. So I don't, you know, culturally, I think that's pretty normal across all of major league baseball. So to have a record setting 10 runs put up on you in the top of the first inning would be just devastating. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that it would be hard to re or that it would be easy to reinflate yourself after all of that. So I think. Well, I can't imagine, especially in a, um, sorry, in a, um, in an elimination no, game. No, for sure. I can't imagine being like, wow, that's a way for us to start. That's quite a hole to dig out. And we only have one chance to do yeah. this because game three, game four, if you're up, you can just say, okay, let's just sweep this on under the rug. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll do yeah. better. But in a game five, in a five-game series, there is no, no tomorrow. And I think that the Cardinals knew that, and they took advantage of it. And I just got to be honest. I wonder if part of it had to do, and I know this is stupid. I know it's stupid, but I'm going to say it anyway because that's what everybody's thinking. Mm. But I wonder how much of it had to do with the stupid tomahawk chop. I don't know because you could you could still, still hear fans doing it. Totally. During the game. But they shut that down fast with 10 runs in the first. It's true. And the only time I heard the war chant come up after that was after Donaldson's homer. So, Mm -hmm. honestly, I I don't know. But they took the crowd out of it one way or another, whether that was their intention or not. They took SunTrust Park was pretty silent after that. Yeah, mostly just booze after that. It was pretty intense. So... Because they were not happy. I just think, I wonder, you know, there's always the one anomaly that will rally, right? That that brings the team together, that gives them life late. And I just wonder if that's mm-hmm. not what this was. 
Yeah, it could, it could have been. And one thing with the Braves, too, going forward, I think they're a young enough team that I think they're going to be fine. Oh, I think so, too. I'm not worried. I'm not, I don't think that they're anywhere near their window being closed to contend. No. Um, they're, I mean, they're in the NL East. The team closest behind them, obviously, is the Nats. Uh, I think the Phillies will bounce back next year. I think they'll do better. I think they're but, in a, a good spot. Yeah. But overall, I mean, I, th- I feel like that's still the Braves' division to lose. Yeah. That they're going to come back next year, and they're going to be the dominant force in that division. And I think we'll see them back in the playoffs. And, you know, this, who knows, maybe this experience will be, uh, you know, they always say you get that a little bit of extra motivation with a big loss like this. And next they'll say, hey, we've got some unfinished business to take care of. We've got to get back, and we've got to not get blown out in the first round. We've got to take care of business early. We can't, we can't let it go to a game five. Wonderful segue into Los Angeles. Yes. Speaking of who shouldn't have let it go to a game five. Oh my gosh. Okay, so they have had postseason woes for like all the way back to twenty thirteen. All the way back to eighty eight it's eighty nine. Well yeah, but I mean they have they made, won the World Series. <laughs> they have made an appearance in the postseason every year since what, like twenty thirteen. Um yeah, I think that's right because they've won the division every year. That's right. And they choke every time. And mm-hmm. the, you you know that so that logic that we that fire, right? We got to come back. We got to we got to bring it together <laughs> for next season and not let this yeah. be the end of the story. Okay, I heard and I don't know if this is true, but I saw on Twitter um that one of the reporters was in the dugout or excuse me in the clubhouse with uh, in the Dodgers clubhouse after their loss to the Nationals uh-huh. after that grand slam and Kershaw was weeping openly and yeah. and just really dogging himself hard and saying I choke I'm a choker I can't do this and hmm. I mean you just you just got to feel so bad for the guy right and he yeah. was we he's the the reporter said that he was sobbing into Dave Roberts' chest, and they were trying to console him, but they didn't know what to tell him. And yeah, God, can you imagine the pain? I I can't imagine. I honestly cannot imagine what that's like to not just have it happen one time, but this is a culmination of events that have happened over the last several years where he has not been his reliable self in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's some kind of mental block that when the moment gets big that he just tenses up. And, you know, he has he's not the same unhittable guy he used to be. No, for sure. And it might it might also be just one of those things that, like you said, get through that first inning, uh, get, you know, that he has that first inning where those guys are still out there kind of filling out the game and he's able to mow down those first three batters no problem. Yeah. But now he's coming in as a reliever, and those guys are warmed up and ready to go and looking first pitch strike with him. I, maybe that's just not his spot for that reason. Yeah. You know, somebody who is more hittable now, I don't know if you necessarily want him in in that spot. Yeah. I. He's not, he's not in there to chew up innings. No, he's not. That, not anymore. I don't know. It's yeah. complicated, and it's, and it's sad. And I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Did Dave make the right decision? Did he not? I mean, it's getting a lot of heat 
about bringing in Kershaw, like a lot of heat. And I, th- I think he did make the right decision just because you have to bring him in that situation, right? Because, because he's, he's there, he's been their guy for so, for so long that it's like, if they had lost that game and he's still sitting out in the bullpen or in the dugout, yeah. it's like, why didn't you bring in Kershaw? Well, because of his track record. Well, what about this week? He pitched, you know, he's pitched fine earlier. Or, um, or if you don't bring him in and then they win, what does that do to right. his mentality? It's like, oh, we don't need Kershaw to win. And yeah. then what does he, and then what does, what's his mentality, right? It's like, oh, they won without me. I've always come in in that spot in the playoffs. So do they even need me going forward? Am I going to be as effective? So I feel like not only for the team, but for him, you had to bring him in regardless because he was available because Roberts would be catching flack if he didn't bring him in. And and then Kershaw might be messed up if he didn't come in and they won. So, Well, and if he didn't bring in Kershaw and they lost anyway, he'd be, just be catching flack for that decision too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was saying. It doesn't it, matter. It, it's a catch-22. It's a tricky spot, but I think he should have because he went in there and he struck out who was it he faced. So in the seventh inning, Kershaw came in and pitched to Adam Eaton, struck him out on four pitches. And I feel like at that point you can say, okay, we're good. Yeah, Let's bring in Joe Kelly, set him up in the eighth, and yeah, we'll bring in Kensley totally. Jansen in the ninth, and we'll be okay. I, th- I think at that point you could have just been like, okay, he's done his job, instead of keeping him in. And I feel like that's something that managers do so much in the playoffs too, is leave a guy in for one or two pitchers. Oh, one of or course. Two batters too long. And you go back to, was it Pedro Martinez yeah. in 03? Glorious. He left in. I, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he left him in there. And as he's, I can't remember the Red Sox manager that year, but as he's walking off the mound, I was like, it was Tito. He's one batter too It was Terry Francona, I think. I, no, they hired him 04. It was because. Oh, that's right. They hired him 04. I can't remember who it was in 03, but he was walking off the mound and I was like, it's one batter too many. Like, yeah. Boone's going to, finish it right here and sure enough sure enough <laughs> yeah oh it was a good day <laughs> that was a good day oh man but yeah I, I feel like i feel like that's something that happens so much in the playoffs is guys get left in for one batter too long and i know the dodgers still had a one-run lead after that first after that rendon home run yeah but uh i feel like at that point you say, okay that's enough yeah. And then Soto goes and hits another home run and tie ball game. I just thought it was magical. I th- And you know what I love? Speaking of the Nationals really quick, um, and this is getting a lot of play as well, but Bryce Harper is not there. What do yeah. you think of that, Brad? Do you like that? Do you hate that? Does that, I mean, what does that do for you? Uh, it doesn't really do anything for me. Um, I don't, but I don't subscribe to guys like that leaving and then teams getting better necessarily because Griffey left the Mariners after the 99 season. And then, um, the Mariners won 116 games in 2001. I know that's two years later, but I still don't think that it's correlated. Um, maybe it could be what we talked about before with the Yelich injury mm-hmm. that guys have more defined roles. Yeah. But the Nationals still have an MVP c- candidate on that team. Yeah, they, they do. They still have Rendon. 
So it's not like they don't have a star. Well, they got a couple of stars. So, yeah, they do. They With do Scherzer and and, uh, and and Strasburg. And Strasburg, yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't think it has anything to do with Harper um in the in the clubhouse or other on the field or otherwise. Um I think it might just be that this was the year that everything finally clicked for them. Okay, so then personal opinion. Do you like that Harper's not there? Do you hate that Harper's not getting a piece of the action um after all the work he put in 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 Washington? Do you think it's poetic justice after he bailed? You know, I mean, there's these narratives are going around, and that's why I think it's interesting, right? There's a lot of these, yeah, yeah, no, these I get it. Different storylines, and I just think that everybody has their own opinion. I want to know what you think, unless you just simply don't care. I feel bad for him, to be honest. That yeah, he was there, he grinded out all those all those seasons, and then now they advance in the playoffs because it wasn't because of him that they weren't advancing before. Totally, he yeah, exactly. Great in the postseason, yes. So it definitely wasn't his fault. Um, but I. I don't subscribe either to the to the notion that he bailed on them. The Nats didn't give him as good of an offer as the Phillies did. Yeah, for sure. They wanted to backload all that money and defer it. And I'm just like, and that's when I, when I heard that, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not surprised he's not in Washington. Yeah, I wasn't surprised by it either. So, so no, I, I, I do feel bad for him that they weren't able to advance, but that's just the way the, the, the playoffs go. That's why they play the games. Yep. You know, that you can be the best team and you can still get eliminated. Every time. So, that happens every year. So yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer that he's not able to make this postseason run, but I honestly think the Phillies are going to make a World Series run sometime in the next four years. Yeah, four or five for sure. Yeah. Yeah, So I agree. So he'll get he'll get to experience the ride. I'm confident of that. But, yep. nah, it's it's just it, it is what it is. It's It's baseball. It's the business of baseball. It's the way it goes. That's baseball, Susan. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. So, what do you think of this? Uh, the what? What did you think of the Astros Rays series? Do you think Glasnow was tipping his pitches? I do, um, mostly because he said he was. <laughs> that doesn't hurt, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but but I heard on the broadcast um, they were saying that his mitt was moving all around. I can't remember who who was doing the broadcast for. Um, like the radio broadcast, I think it was for ESPN, hmm. was saying, "Oh, like he was saying from the from the booth that he was tipping his pitches." That's how obvious it was. Wow, and he could see from up above. So, and, and I was the watching the, the I was watching the TV. That's something I would expect Girardi, who was part of the announcing crew last night, to pick up on, but he didn't say anything. Yeah, and and you know maybe he just didn't want to say anything. I don't know. They were uh, razzing him about where he's going to be next year, so that was probably had something. I did to do hear with that. It. I did hear that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Having a hard time. But no, I I think he probably was. And the Astros are a really good team, and they are very involved in analytics and things like that. Yeah, and picking for sure. up the nuance and details. I am not surprised they picked up on it if that's what they did. Yep. But at the same time, they probably just their approach may have been let's go out there and get Garrett a few runs. And then we can coast the rest of the game because that's all you need to do when Garrett Cole's on the mound. <laughs> oh my gosh! Give him four runs. And that I, I mean, I saw that they had four runs in the first, and I was like, "This game's over." Yeah. <laughs> no chance. And especially when it got to like the fifth, sixth inning, and his, I think it was the sixth inning, his pitch count was in like the low eighties. Yeah, it was like eighty-four. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, they don't stand a chance. This game's over." Okay, so that's my next question. Then. 
I totally agree. That's my next question. They only used two pitchers the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah, because Garrett Cole won eight innings. So does do you think in a game five scenario, um, you know, you're gonna win, right? Like it would be amazing <laughs> if you didn't win this game. Mm-hmm. Do do you think do you bring out Garrett Cole again in the ninth? Do you let him start the ninth inning? I wouldn't. Why? Especially if you, especially if you have a closer who you trust. Yeah. You don't you don't need to burn that. Is it a pitch count thing? Is it a bullets thing? I think thing? it's a bullets thing. You that's just one more inning you don't need to do. You don't need him to go out there and throw and risk anything. Yeah. You know, I mean, he if he snaps that slider too much or whatever, there goes his elbow. Could be. Yeah, you're right. So you don't need to risk that and I can see going 8 because then everybody's fresh going into game 1. Okay. I yeah. agree with you. However, fast forward, let's say this is game 7 of the World Series. Uh, Garrett Cole, same situation, 8th inning, pitch counts in the 90s. Okay, mm-hmm. do you let him come out and and take it and have a chance at finishing the game and and throwing a complete game in a World Series? What's the score? Same, 4 to 1. 4 to 1. Okay. I I guess it was five to one at that point. I, I wouldn't. It's six to one. They'd hit. Oh yeah, it was six to one. one. You're right. No, I wouldn't. Especially game seven of the World Series. He's his arms tired from the whole season at that point, I, and that's when you get, and that's when you get injured. Yeah. So I wouldn't. As much fun as it would be to say complete game game seven of the World Series, dominant for nine innings, I wouldn't do it. And if I did. I would have my closer warming up at the same time. Absolutely. As, Cole, and as soon as somebody gets on base, he's coming out. Yeah. See, I, no, I mean that's why you have that's why you have closers. Though. I agree with you, and I know that's why we have closers. But if if the guy was as on as he was last night, and if he mm-hmm. was, and if you could just see it in his eyes, and if everything, everything about the energy level and his and his, you know, like his focus and his. His stuff got better mm-hmm. throughout the game. Yes. I mean, it did. His his velocity went up a little bit. He was more precise in his placement. It was it was disgusting. It was so exciting to watch. I, I disagree with you. I say give the guy a chance at a complete game. Not at what point do you pull him out? As soon as a runner gets on base. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you there, but I think you give him the chance. I think you let him start the ninth, even if it's only game five of the World Series. I think you let if him. If it's the last game of the World Series. Yeah. No, Al, it doesn't even have to be the last game. Just that uh, yeah, just, just if, you're, start. if he's never going to come back into the World Series. Yeah. Right? If he starts well, game five, he, it, he won't be there for game seven. That's true. Um, but th- this is my thing, though, with all that is if you're going to have him back next year, you still want to take care of that arm. Of course. Right? And, and complete games are not as big of a stat anymore i mean especially now i mean there was like minimal complete games this year yeah nobody threw complete games except houston and yeah yeah and it was garrett cole and justin, justin verlander, verlander. Yeah. pitch more <laughs> pitch more innings than anybody in the league this yeah. year so I, I i still wouldn't do it i still wouldn't do it because injuries happen when you're tired i just i i would be too afraid <laughs> that it would it would impact our run next year. Yeah. 
And I know it's weird to say, let's hold off for next year when we're working on a World Series right now. Right. But, but I th- I do think you've got to consider the long term ramifications of your actions with guys like that. Here's here's my beef. Is that not letting him come out to to at least start the ninth inning? Is there's no magic, and and I need, I like the magic. I think baseball's full of magic, right? Mm-hmm. It's full yeah. of cool stuff like that. And so if if we're hamstringing, you know the the legacy and the magic and the joy and all of these like amazing accomplishments. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it just hurts my feelings. <laughs> it just degrades it a little bit for me. <laughs> That's all. Because if I know that the possibility is no longer I there, that. I get it. It pisses me off. Like the fact yeah. that starters. Okay, so I was explaining this to my mother in law while we were watching the game. I was like, look, you're watching. This is amazing right here, okay? okay? The fact that they've let him come out after the fifth inning is kind of a big deal. The fact that, that he's still out there after seven is amazing in today's game. The fact that he's going yeah. over 75 pitches is bo- is bonkers. It's bonkers. <laughs> and he's one of three guys in the entire, in all of Major League Baseball that are allowed to do this, and two of them are on his team. It's him and one other guy that are on the Astros that are allowed to go yeah. up into the hundreds in their pitch count. To me... That's magical, right? And so with this systemic hamstringing guys and not letting them go past five innings and not letting them see the batting order for the third time, it just sucks. It's just like there's there's no... This stuff that we grew up on is dwindling, right? The, the game we know and love is yeah. changing... And I and I want some of those things to come back, I, and I understand why they're not, and they, and they're all really logical and practical reasons. But it just sucks a little bit. Can we all just agree that it sucks a little bit? It does, and I can see the reason they let him come back out because, like you said, your third time through the batting order is when you're going to get hit. But they weren't even coming even coming close to hitting him the first two times through, or the last time they saw him. No, and his numbers get better the third time he sees him. Yeah, I think he. I think he's one of those. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Garrett Cole gets better the third time through the order. Yeah, and I think he's one of those guys who saves saves pitches totally. Right, like he doesn't show his whole hand. And granted, everybody knows what he has, but it's different yep. knowing what it is totally. and seeing it. So he gets. So I think guys get up to that that third at bat, and he brings out. I don't know some kind of. And then you pee your pants a little bit. And it becomes a mind game. Yeah. Did you see his no, back door the, to seamers? It's ridiculous. The guy was so filthy. <laughs> and Verlander is the same way. And it's like, you know what, man? This is what, this is old school pitching. This is what made Nolan Ryan special, right? This is what, this is what makes Sandy Koufax special oh, yeah. and Randy Johnson. And, and, and we could go on and on, right? But this is, this is the juice, man. This is the joy. Because I want guys saving pitches. I want I want there to be yeah. a fourth or fifth one that they only bring out in high leverage situations or or only the third time through the batting order do you ever see that guy whip out that, you know, funky curve or whatever he's got, you know? Yeah. 
I love it. That's oh, I love that. Absolutely agree. Hey, okay. I have I have a score update. We are through two innings, and the Nationals holding one nothing lead over the Cardinals. Jan Gomes doubled the center, and Howie Kendrick scored. Uh on a double the center. Yep. Three, yep, two, one. Gomes. Small ball. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> That's bad. That small ball. Okay, so we should take a break and then let's talk about the LCSs. Yes, let's do it. Three, two, one, break. The designated hitter, the infield fly, a ground rule double, the dropped third strike. To some, these seem like strange things. To you, these are just baseball things. Shop the Baseball Things Collection at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. Welcome back from that short commercial break. Um, speaking of commercials, though, we want before we get into the, the LCS, we want to talk a little bit about commercials during baseball games because we have both noticed something that um i'm not real cool with yeah i'm a little upset uh, yeah. yeah why don't you start us off Brig? You, you you sparked this conversation the other day why don't you go ahead and get us, get us started on this one all right so it was actually came up last night I was watching the astros play the rays mm-hmm. and i'm sitting so maybe i was hypersensitive but i've since given it a lot of thought and i'm still uncomfortable so I'm sitting there with my wife and my mother-in-law watching the baseball game, <laughs> and the a commercial comes on, and this is how the commercial goes: It's two guys in their their robes, their you know bathrobes. It's clearly early in the morning, and it's nice and sunny outside, and they're making eggs and they're putting them on plates, and they're and it it's like gourmet breakfast sandwiches or something. And I'm, this is what I remember anyway. And I'm like, oh, wow, I wonder what this is going to be a commercial for. And they sit down in front of their TV, kind of like Saturday morning football is about to start. And the dude pulls out two Coors Lights from either pocket of his robe and gives the his buddy a knowing look like, are you doing this with me? And then he hands it over to the other guy and they pop a top. And then the ad says Coors Light. The official beer of Saturday mornings. And I was like, what in the actual hell just happened? (laughs) Are you telling me that we're going to sit here and let our kids watch TV and watch baseball with us and advocate that we drink on Saturday mornings? (laughs) Like that takes day drinking to a whole new level. And, and the one thing I can I can see is that that ad should be run specifically strictly on the West Coast <laughs> because college yeah. football starts so early on the West Coast that yeah okay I can see that no Maybe you get up and watch your watch your game at nine o'clock and ha- and have a drink with it no like, if that's what you do during a football game that's what you do but not at nine o'clock in the morning Brad. I don't know. I don't drink. Brad. Brad. <laughs> Everybody knows that you don't drink at 9 o'clock in the morning. You know who drinks at 9 o'clock? In the- it's a good thing that he wasn't drinking alone at 9 o'clock in the morning in the ad. <laughs> they thought that far ahead. 
because that would have true. Yeah, it wasn't. At least it wasn't just one guy. But they freaking screwed it up. <laughs> like, it wasn't <laughs> just that they were drinking in the daytime. Like day drinking is a thing. It's fine. You do it every once in a while, whatever. But the and I'm not against anybody who drinks. Okay, I I have my personal experiences as well. The point is that our kids are watching baseball with us, and this is just one example of some of the junk that we are seeing in the commercials during family airtime. Yeah. yeah. Brad has personal so example I, as well. I do. So my issue comes with the choice in, uh, in movie trailers that they show. Uh, because I like to sit and watch baseball with my son. You know, he's not, he sometimes he's just kind of running around and stuff. He's not always sitting next to me watching, but I don't like the choice of R-rated horror movies that they're showing um, because my kids are in the room. You know, like I don't want to have to go crawl in bed with my son at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning because, I'm, I mean, he's having a nightmare from a movie that had a preview show, right? Yeah. And I don't want to have to be like, oh, Wilson, here's a commercial turnaround. I don't want you watching this, you know, because... Some of those images are pretty, <laughs> pretty terrifying, which is the point. You know, I get that yeah. it's a horror movie, but no, I, that's like the one thing that I take issue with. And I never really thought about it until I had kids. It's just kind of like, oh no, whatever, you know, like I'm not into it. But now that I have kids who are up watching sports with me, especially right before they go to bed, I'm, I'm not okay with it. I don't, I don't like those images being shown to my kids and yeah I, I know you can say oh we'll just turn it off you know like no i'm not just gonna turn it off because this is what we do during this is our family yeah. time right that i want my kids to be able to watch sports and, and appreciate it my son loves baseball he asks me every single day dad is coach pitch tomorrow yeah <laughs> every single day he asks me that so he loves baseball and if i'm watching he's gonna be in the room watching it with me and i don't i don't like those r-rated horror movies being being shown because i don't want him to be afraid to watch baseball or watch sports or anything like that with me. I'm the same way because of those. That's great. So I take more of an issue with that than I do with anything else. It's just, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. It, yeah. needs, it needs to change. If you're going to show movie trailers during, during baseball games or basketball games, football, whatever it needs to be. I feel like it all needs to be family friendly. And I get yeah, the beer. For sure. You know, that's where all the money comes from. I just took issue with the Saturday morning, but be more selective with your movies. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that's a that's a topic that we actually were texting about last night. I believe it was during the game last night. Was that right? And uh, yeah, I, w- I want to know your thoughts on a baseball family. Let us know what you think about the types of commercials that you see during games. Are we being too sensitive about this as parents of young kids, or is this or is this something that you've thought about and something you may have taken a little bit of issue with as well? Um, let us know. We want to hear from you. Want to hear your feedback on this for sure. So. Anyway, let's get in the LCS. All the LCSs. <laughs> <laughs> so as previously mentioned, the Nats and the Cardinals are playing. Uh, currently. Um, yeah, and it's still one nothing. Yeah. Currently, as we sit here, speak this game game one, top of the fourth inning. Um who first off, Brick, who you got in this series? St. Louis. Oh, you got St. Louis in this one? Yeah. I got I got the Nats. Do you have, shut up? Are you serious? True story, man. No it's way. The <laughs> it's the pitching. 
Yeah, because I we've seen see already that pitching wins will win these series, and it's a longer series, so they're not going to be able to lean on Strasburg and Scherzer quite as much as far as having them come out of the bullpen in a game five and clinch or whatever. Yep. But but you're definitely going to see him start more, right? Mm, yeah, I think so. Definitely have the chance of them starting more. So right now, uh, today, the, the Nats have Annabelle Sanchez pitching. Yeah. And he's no scrub. Um, I don't, I don't think that he's going to have any problems out there. Um, I, I think the Nats pitching is just too too good. I mean, I I don't disagree with you. I just think that the pitching on the other side can can hang. You know. Yeah, and I I agree yeah. with you. I think it's going to be a defensive series for that reason. I did not think that until I watched them play the Braves, and then I'm like, oh wow, okay, like I. I didn't spend a lot of time watching the Nats or the Cards this season, but I was woefully unfamiliar with how good the Bra- or the Cardinals pitching was, you know. Yeah, and the Cardinals are, the, are that weird team who's always relevant, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they and they talk about like their culture and everything as far as guys coming up. And there's something that they do with player development in that whole entire system that has guys ready to come up and compete right away. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. But it's the Cardinals, and it doesn't seem like many other teams in Major League Baseball are like that. I agree with you. For that matter. They're contenders every year, and it's just scary. Yeah, and even if they don't make the playoffs, they're close. Every time. Yeah, it must be nice being a Cards fan. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what that's like. I don't either. Oh, please, you're a Yankees fan. <laughs> I don't know what it's like to be a Cards fan, is what we said. Oh, okay? I you're talking about being a fan of a contender. <laughs> oh, no, I know what that's like, and it's glorious. You should jump on the wagon. You know, I know that as soon as I do, as soon as I like bail on the Mariners, they're going to go win a World Series. They will. I yep. even put money on them to win the World Series a few years ago when they had a pretty decent team. I was like, yeah. maybe I just need like a financial attachment to this team now. <laughs> So put a little bit of money down when I was in Vegas, and uh, it it was the ticket was irrelevant by like May. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> by May. <laughs> well, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I I I've got the cards. I think they're, I think they're a well led team, mm-hmm. um, and not just management and coaching but i think that yadi molina is like a leader you know that dude is legit he is legit there's for there's, so he, many reasons yes it's he's special mm-hmm. and you know i for because i don't watch the cards a lot i forget and then i see them play and i watch his presence on the field and i watch his at bats mm-hmm. and i think oh my gosh this dude he's just i don't know he's just on a different level you know, he's playing at a different level. He manages the entire game. Um, he manages the energy. Um, it's just, I don't know. He's, honestly, he is the biggest reason I'm going to go with the cards. Yeah. Okay. So I have other reasons, but he's the biggest. What are your other reasons? Go right ahead. The floor is yours. I think that the Nationals will choke. Hmm. I don't think that they have what it takes to Perennial go. Perennial chokers. I don't think they have what it takes to get there. 
Yeah. That's it. And the cards have been relevant and primed and everything we've already said for so long that they're ready. I don't think the Nats see, are going to roll over, but I don't think they're no, going to have no, what yeah. it takes. And see, I think the Nats, they've kind of broken through that ceiling and they've got momentum. And I don't think they're, I, that's why I think they're not going to choke. And you've got Howie Kendrick playing well right now. He's hitting well. He's not necessarily defending well, but he's hitting well right now. He's hitting well, yeah. Um, but I think, I think the difference is going to be Trey Turner. To be honest, that's my X factor for this series. Oh, interesting. I think he's I think he's going to have a good series uh, with a team that he's pretty familiar with. They play each other, you know, quite a bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think Trey Turner is going to have a series, and that's what's going to be the difference. And Nats are going to win yeah. because he's going to have a big role in that. It could. You could very well be right about that. So, I don't know. So, I think this will be good. I think it'll be a good watch, regardless. I do too, and I think it will be the most fundamentally sound baseball for the rest mm-hmm. of the season. I think that the National League Championship Series will be the most crisply executed small ball. It will be that there will be the lowest scoring games. It will be tight, um, uh-huh. and I think it will be tense and stressful, and and all the way down to the wire. We if we could see seven games here, and I like that. I I'm frankly expecting seven between these two. I feel like they're evenly matched. Yeah. And both teams have shown that they do well um, getting past losses. So if they lose a game, they're not necessarily going to fall down or roll over the next game. Yeah, I agree. Both teams are they're, – they're, they've shown resilience. So then do you think that either either of these teams has a chance to beat either New York or Houston? No, no. I think the World Series champion is coming out of the American League. That's what I think, too. So let's transition over there because a lot of people, and I think you and I agree, that the the real World Series is going to be played this week. Yes, I agree. Yeah, between the, the Yankees and Astros. Um, I hate to take yeah. that stance because it, it diminishes the actual fall classic. So I don't actually feel right. that way. I think that the real World Series is going to be the real World Series. But I do think that the most pivotal games are going to be played in the American league. Yeah. And, and you know what? I mean, just because we think that doesn't mean it's going to be true. I mean, oh, yeah, we thought the sure. Dodgers were going to run through and the Astros, I expected them to run through the Rays, but the Rays gave them a run. They, for their money. they did. It was exciting. You know, they were, they weren't just a doormat and I could see a team in the national league with some pitching, shutting down that offense for three, four games. Yep. So, so Here's the thing. I think we're still going to have a good World Series because of it, it. It always comes down to matchups, right? Yeah. But I do think ultimately the American League team is going to win. I think so too. I don't. I don't think the World Series is going to be a snoozer like last year. Oh yeah. Um, but I. I do think that the Yankees or Astros are ultimately going to be the ones who win. Do you think that the American League Championship Series will be more or less exciting than the National League Championship Series? There'll be more fireworks for sure. Yeah, that's not Offensively, wrong. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one to watch. Um, both teams have the capability of just hitting a whole bunch of home runs. Yep. But if those home runs, if they're not flying out of the ballpark, both teams can just transition smoothly right over to small ball because we've seen it. Yeah, and I love that. Here's the thing for me. Mm-hmm. I think that 
Houston's starting pitching is unbeatable, and the Yankees' bullpen is unbeatable. Houston's weakness mm-hmm. is their bullpen, and the, the Yankees' yes. weakness is their starting pitching. <laughs> so yeah, I think that the games are going to be super exciting because of the flip-flop. I think it will be a completely different game before and after the fifth inning every every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And you've talked about this before. The Yankees are good at taking pitches, working the count, because that's Aaron Boone's thing. That's his thing, thing. yeah. Um, and that's going to benefit them a lot, yes. a whole lot. I mean, granted, Garrett Cole's just going to get up there and throw strikes on the edges, and they're not going to be able to really work into deep counts. But they can do that with Verlander yeah. for sure, because that guy, I mean, he, he's a power pitcher, but he also throws away from the bat. He doesn't He doesn't just try to generate swings and misses. He tries to throw away from yep, the bat. he does. And so does Granky. So they can they can definitely work. The They'll count work with him. the count with oh, Granky yeah. for sure. Well, and Granky, if he's anything like he was in Tampa Bay, Oof. it's going to be ugly. Yeah, it's he's not gonna he's not gonna have a, a good day when he goes to pitch. Especially if they bring him in for Game Three and it ends up in the Bronx, that will be a potentially very ugly scenario for Houston. Yes. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> so we've talked about this before. He's he's a guy who's admitted to being nervous in the postseason. Could you imagine having those nerves already, but then going to pitch in the Bronx in the postseason? No, not this year. Not Oof. any year, but this year especially. <laughs> oh man! Make you want to just. Oh my gosh! It's exciting as a Yankees there fan. It's be exciting. Puke on the back of the mound. No, I think it'll be great, and I think that's what we're going to see. I think it's going to be Cole in Game One, Verlander Game Two, Granky. In game three, and then we'll there'll probably be an opener situation in game four. Um, so right now, I have um, I have Granky game one. Oh, really? Yeah, because Verlander pitched game four, yeah. and then Cole pitched game five. So it's just it's his turn to pitch. Um, and then I have Verlander game yeah. two. Yeah, for sure. And then and then Cole game three. Um, well, that makes three, a lot yeah. of sense because Granky's going to do better in Houston than he will in the Bronx anyway. So, actually, take it back. I think you're yeah. you're probably right. Well, that that's what I have right here is the projected starters. Too. Oh, you mean you're reading oh, it? Yeah. You're not just. Oh, okay. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I was just pulling yeah. it out. Yeah, it's Granky's turn to pitch. They're going to give. They're not. <laughs> We've seen what happens to Verlander on short or yeah. short rest. You know, I know. I said a couple a couple weeks ago that nah, you know, just do it. But I don't think they're going to be doing that again. I don't think Verlander's going to be pitching on cold or on a short rest again. Nope. Because <laughs> that didn't go well. Nope. <laughs> that was a bad, bad deal. But the good thing for the Yankees with that, with uh, with Granky starting game one, is that they'll probably see him again game right. five. Should there be one? Yeah, I think there will be a game five. So... Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm confident there'll be a game five, but that's when they'll. I see don't him know again. that there will be a game seven though. I I, I don't can know see five. I think Cole and Verlander are going to have to go. Yeah, I game that's six. what I was just going to say. I think I'll bet it happens in six. Yep, I think mm-hmm. five is a for sure, and I think six is a very good chance. So let's see here. I'm trying to think. So, I'm just going to say I had the Yankees winning game one against Granky. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. So are you – who do you have winning the series? I'm, I'm assuming you have the Yankees winning the series. I do. I do have the Yankees winning the series in six. So you have, what, one, game one, three games, and four, mm-hmm, and three, six. four, and yep. six? Yeah. 
Yeah, I could see that. I could see that happening. I could also see the Astros winning two, three, five, and six, yeah, though. I could see that, too. Yeah. Because of who they have pitching those games. But I don't know. It could go either way. It's going to be a bunch. Either way, it's going to be a bunch of fun. Eh? It'll be fun. <laughs> and that game three is going to be pivotal. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think game one, Granky got to see what he's going to bring to the table game one. But I think that, um, but I think game three, when they get to the Bronx and it is Cole, that is going to be, and I think they're going to start Tanaka against Granky. Oh, or against Cole in the Bronx. Oh, I think okay. they're going to start Tanaka in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. He does way better at home than he does away. Yes, he does. He's lights out. So that'll be a yeah. fun game to watch. Yeah. So I that'll think I think that'll be a, a really important pivotal game. Whoever wins that one might take the whole thing. Yeah, I, I could see that. I checked my app, but the Yankees don't have their their uh, starters listed yet. It's still up for debate. Yeah. Yeah, so and I guess with that kind of starting pitching it would be. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of tight right now. We're trying to decide. Again, I've I've heard I've heard Jay Happ, I've heard Paxton starting game 1. Okay. Is what I've heard. Um and then Tanaka starting game 3. I think everything else is still pretty much up in the air. Severino has been listed as a possibility for game 2 and I can see that makes a lot of sense. Mhm. But you know, so do other things. So maybe an opener. I don't know. Have the Yankees gone I think with an open, opener much this year? A lot, yeah. Yeah, okay. And I think that they'll, they'll if they do an opener situation, it'll be Chad Green. Mm-hmm. We'll open and then, you know, we'll, we'll follow it up from there. But it's all very interesting. And, you know, who knows? Yeah. But I think you're right. Fireworks. Fundamental crisp baseball in the National League. Fireworks in the American League. That's how it's always been. That's how it's always going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the DH, man. You don't have to. You don't have to oh, worry man. about the pitcher coming up. You can just hit all the way through. Baseball players should play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> oh goodness, we should do an hour on that sometime. <laughs> yeah, we should. We probably have an hour of it already. If you just go cobble it all together, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs) All right, people, let's let's hear from you. What do you think is going to happen? Who's taking um, the championship series games? Uh, How many is it going to take? Who goes to the World Series? And, and yeah, we want to know what you think. Yeah, let us know. We want to hear for sure. You can either respond on the Facebook group, on the VIP group, if you're not part of the VIP group yet. Um, search nine plus us VIPs and we will add you if you send a request to join. There's a lot True. of good conversation on there. Um, you can respond to the post where the, the podcast goes up, um, because we always make sure that's on there. And also you can, you can respond on the, um, on your apps, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, found out today we're on Pandora now. What? Who knew Pandora had podcasts, but we're there. We are there so, now. <laughs> Blackjack Brad's at it again. <laughs> it's just another place you can listen. Enjoy us on, on Pandora. And Brig, why don't you go ahead and plug the shop and we'll get out of here. Listen, the last thing I want you guys to know is that you can get some of the coolest baseball t-shirts out there at shop.9plusus.com. This is number nine, P-L-U-S-U-S.com. Shop.9plusus.com. We have something for everybody. 
from adult three and four X all the way down. I think it's three X is the biggest. No, I think we have. I don't remember all There's the way. Four X. Yeah, all the way down to onesies, uh, baseball tees, tank tops, the whole shebang. So we even have some hats, and it's very exciting. Um, we have stuff in team colors to represent each of the different markets, and um, some good thought has gone into them, and we're really excited about them. Don't forget, everything we do supports charity. So. There's, there's that as well. That's right. Um, real quick, last game update. We're in the top of the fifth. It's still one nothing, Nationals. But the bottom of the fourth, the Nats escaped a threat with Colton Wong on third base. Jan Gomes made a throwing error. Wong went on a stolen base. Uh, Wong ended up on third. And then Marcelo Zuna fouled out. Anyway. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Tell your friends about us. Have them come in and join the party. Uh, we, we at least we think we have fun every week. I don't know. So I have fun. Seems like everybody else is enjoying <laughs> because uh, we do check. We check. We want to make sure you guys are listening. And and if there's something that you didn't like very much based on the downloads, then we'll, we won't talk about that anymore. Yeah, that's if right. There's something that you like, <laughs> you can let us know. You can message us on baseballtogether.com. We have a podcast. Um, mailbag submission form under the podcast tab on the uh, on the navigation there so you can send us your mailbag submission questions you can always send those on the VIP group as well we'll get to those when we do our next mailbag segment and baseball family we will catch you next week next week